What up? And welcome back to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Enos Jr. As always, with the very most special guest in the world, Matt Souza. What's up? And an even more special guest, the man, the myth, the commish, Andrew Panacho. What's up, guys? Should be fun. Waiting for a while. Yeah, the last I mean, time I talked on this podcast, I was saying I lost. Yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> um, as many of you may notice, you better be like, where's Mason? Where's yeah, Mason? Where's Mason? So the thing is, Mason had an all-time take last week of picking the New York football giants to beat the San Francisco 49ers. He doesn't even want to show his face on this podcast this week. So that's what Mason is. He's ashamed of himself. Um, so, yeah, no Mason today, but we got Panacho instead, which is a treat. Panacho. Yo. Last week. I faced you. Mm-hmm. And I beat you. I know. And the whole week prior, you were just telling me that you were going to beat me. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to be 0-3. But I'm not. Give me some, give me some credit. I said Suze would be 0-3, too. That's true. He is 0-3. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're not talking about me. No, we're not talking about Suze because, honestly, your team. I was looking at your team earlier. Holy shit. I don't even know what to do. about Susan now? Yeah, Susan. Lots of lost hopes and dreams. Yeah. I mean, you're getting bit by the injury bug multiple times. So that kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. But then again, multiple so is, is so is, putting so, it easy. So is everybody. So uh, I don't feel bad. I don't know, man. I have at least like six injuries. Yeah, well. Yeah, but Jordan Reed and uh, Coleman don't count. Jordan Reed counts when you're starting him. Just like Lake Jarwin did. Just like Le'Veon Bell did. Like Bell count. Leo Jones. I see that. Couldn't play him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, last week, it was a good week. Like I said, we went head-to-head. Um, some pretty good NFL games. The Bills and the Rams went down to the wire. Josh Allen is elite when it comes to oh, fantasy yeah. football. Um, but he did lead a game-winning drive. They could have got bailed out by the refs from um, Cowboys and Seahawks was a good game until um, mm-hmm. they lost, and uh, then then it wasn't that good of a game. Um, and we even had our first overtime game of the year that ended in a tie. Brutal. So yeah, I mean football's back. We're back. We're rolling. Week three, Souza. The word on the street is you got some news for us. Yeah, I heard that too. So uh, let's get to it. Yeah, this is the news with Susan. I don't have a jingle. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, oh, this is the news. We got some injury, injuries to go over, as every week. Um, Dallas Goddard, a lot of high hopes on him after he had a stellar start to the year. Uh, he's on injured reserve with his ankle injury. Small fracture in his left ankle in the tie against the Bengals this week. So, no more Goddard. All Ertz now. Um, Jordan Reed. So. Jordan Reed had uh, what looked like a broken ankle, but he came back later, later that game. But now he's going to be out six to eight weeks of left knee sprain. But it doesn't matter because Kittle should be back. 
Right. Um, Debo Samuel, he's expected to return to practice Wednesday. Glenn, you like that? I oh, you uh, traded him. I traded him. <laughs> but, uh, no, I do like that because I, I do. I do like Debo. Um, you know, I had him on my team at the beginning of the year. Obviously, started the year on IR. Um, yeah, he's eligible to come back off of IR this week. He served his three weeks. Should be practicing. I heard the word is he won't probably play his first game until next week, week five. Um, so they're probably just getting him some practice reps now, seeing how the foot feels, and he should be out there next week. Good, good, good. We have. Um... Michael Pittman Jr. on the Colts. He was He's a rookie, wide receiver, expected to have an uptick in volume after Paris Campbell went to injured reserve. But then he went to injured reserve, or he's going to, after he underwent surgery on his lower leg. So that's two Colts receivers gone, at least for now, which should open the doors for T.Y. Hilton, who has been disappointing. He was actually my stellar star of the year candidate. And so, uh, he's yeah. been everything but. So real, real quick. Just yeah, you know, said, you know, actually, like, you know, you know who benefits the most from this? Fryer, Moali Cox. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly, <laughs> because, like you just said, Susan, T.Y. Hilton should benefit from everybody, but it's yep. going to be Moali Cox. Yeah, because number five says otherwise. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing all right. That's for sure. Um. And then, of course, the biggest kind of latest news is the whole coronavirus starting to impact the NFL when the Titans and Vikings, uh, I believe they're in jeopardy. I think the Vikings are okay. Is that yeah. right? But it, but it impacted Vikings the had Titans. No, the Vikings had no positive tests uh, come back. Uh, the Titans had three players and five personnel on their team uh, come back positive. So they disclose the names yet? Nope, not yet. Um, Obviously, they're not allowed to do anything until Saturday. Like right, they, 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 they can't go to the facility. team facility or anything, so I don't know what's going to happen. I've heard different options to where, like, they might postpone the game to Monday. Um, they might try to incorporate bye weeks, like playing a game during a yep. bye week. Um, but honestly, like, this is the first threat of COVID. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for the NFL to, you know, go forward with. Cause, especially because football, it being weekly, it's tough to push back games. Because it's not like baseball, basketball, baseball, you do a doubleheader. You know, basketball, you just yeah. play on an off day or whatever. You know, you need, like, week preparation for football. Um, I, I think the easiest way to do it is probably, like, incorporate bye weeks. But if more teams start to get it, they might have to, like, push back the playoffs and um, just to finish the regular well, season. Well, they don't, they don't live in a bubble like how the other leagues have done it, too. Right. So, that's the difference, too. I think the big – key that goes for the NFL is a lot less travel time. You're traveling once to twice a week, every other week because then you have your home games. So you're only traveling eight times a year. And um, But the counter is you don't have a bubble. So you're going home and you do it. You don't know what the players are doing at home. You don't know what the personnel is doing at home. Well, you know? yeah, you're not, you don't even know what the players' families are doing at home. Right, right. So yeah. it, it, it's a lot different, you know, compared to like the NHL, NBA. But uh, we'll see what happens. Just be cautious about um, your Titans and Vikings players. And, right. and, and, and obviously, honestly, your Pittsburgh and um, Houston players, too. Because those would be the teams that they're facing this week. That's true. Also, um, last thing I got for news is actually a bigger player. Um, Chris Godwin is expected to miss some time, quote, quote unquote, some time. 
uh, due to a hamstring, which was following the concussion he caught out on the streets, as Mason likes to put it. Um, not looking good for Chris Godwin. And uh, maybe this opens the doors for Mike Evans to get more than two yards. It, it, it could, but I actually think it's going to help Scotty Miller a lot more. Probably. I was going to um, say that too. Scotty Miller, Brady likes him. You know, it could be like – He dropped drop two key passes and he's still getting thrown out. So <laughs> I don't know. Kudos Brady, to him, I guess. Brady he's has a thing for, uh, you know, small white receivers. That's <laughs> just his, yeah. I think so. his MO. Um, but Chris Godwin, obviously, like, going into the year, we thought that he would be the receptions and yards guy. Mike Evans would be the touchdown guy and the tight ends too. Um, so far, that's been the case. With Godwin hurt, if you're a Godwin owner, as long as you don't see IR, then that's fine. Because if he gets put on IR, like, obviously the IR is better now because it's only three weeks, but you know for a fact he's going to yeah. miss three games. Well, so, the thing yeah. is, too, at the end of the last year, he was dealing with the hamstring injuries, too. Right. So it's a reoccurring thing with this guy. And it's tough because when he's on the field, he's good. He's, he's really good. He's very good. But. Is he going to be one of those guys? He's injury prone. He's going to be like a Devonte Parker, AJ Green type of deal, right? So, so we'll see. Scotty now, Miller, like De- Devonte Adams is starting to go into that spot too now. Before you play every down, now the last two years he's already missed what like eight games, right? And and the thing can't, like can't have that going into mm-hmm. going into our draft this year. Obviously, Devonte Adams was available for me and Souza. Like last year, kind of spooked me on Devonte Adams. And like, like not picking him because of his health, which is why I picked Tyree Kill over him. And Tyree Kill's had health issues too, but he's never like missed intervals of time like Adams has. So, I mean, obviously Adams is Adams when he's healthy. He's one of the best in the league. But I think that's why it kind of set me back a little bit. And now it's starting to come to fruition. If, you know, Devontae Adams already missing time two weeks into the season. Yeah. But that's it for news. That's it for news. That was the news something else. with Souza. No jingle. No jingle. Um, I can't believe Mason was so wrong about the Giants. And he thought he was slick, too. Like, it was close. Like it was, it was close like six, at the six. beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one minute into the first quarter. He's like, guys, 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what ended up scoring like 35 points or 30-something points to nine. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. But close. At one point, I, the Giants might have even been winning. Like three nothing or nine think, six or something. I think it was like six six, yeah, nine six something like that. Right, but that didn't last long. No, it definitely didn't. I told him it wouldn't. You didn't believe me. Um, but yeah, week three had a lot of action. So let's get into our week three stellar stars of the week. Brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Panacho, you are today's very special guest, so you might as well go first. Yeah, I'm going to go with a guy that I used to have not too long ago. Probably like 20 minutes ago, I had him. I'm going to go with Aaron Lazard. He's uh, <laughs> he's Devontae Adams' handcuff. Uh, has, had multi- has had two touchdowns already this year. Uh, but last week, six receptions and eight targets, 146 and a touchdown. And if he didn't lose some speed at the end of one catch, he had two touchdowns. So he ended up with 23.4 points in a half PPR league. And when I woke up this morning, he's uh, wide receiver seven. So Wide receiver seven. So the first thing you do is uh, say, oh, yeah, I, might, I might trade him. <laughs> <laughs> no. And you did. We'll talk about the trade after, but still. Anyways, but yeah, Alan Lazard, um, good pick. Obviously, the absence of Devontae Adams helps 
if Adams is healthy, his value will go down, obviously. But um, well, I think we saw it too the the Jordy Nelson years. I think obviously Aaron Rodgers historically goes to his one, but his two doesn't not get fed either. You right. know, it's like two to one ratio. When you're talking about the third, the only time Aaron Rodgers actually had a successful third guy to throw to was in Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, yeah. But even that, that kind of, you know, faded away. Yeah, it was good for like two seasons. And the thing is, too, like that was when Rodgers didn't even – he didn't even have a running game back then. And now he's got Aaron Jones getting, you know, all these touchdowns. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers so far has been great. If he keeps slinging the ball like this, then – yeah. But- that offense for me has had big growing pains the past two years. So last year, it was way too run heavy, and you could tell on Rogers' face that he wasn't too happy. Even though they went what fourteen and two, twelve and four. NFC deal. Championship, like they, they they were there, they were in the thick of things, yeah. contending. But they were like a paper team, and you didn't think that they actually were that. Good. Right, like nobody would have picked them they to go to the like, NFC Championship. Yeah, if you look at the makeup of that team last year, you think it's like it's a good team, it's eleven five team, it's a home field advantage wild card, and that's about it. Right. Not like a buy and stuff like that. But this year, they've definitely mixed it up more. They're definitely throwing the ball up more. Aaron Jones is still getting his carries. He's still nasty inside the 20. That guy and just the, falls forward so easily. And 3-0, and too. And you brought up the thing about, like, the Packers wide receiver one always getting fed by Aaron Rodgers and the wide receiver two having good looks. For the past couple of years, we didn't know who that wide receiver two since Jordan Nelson left. Like, we, had, we yeah. had no idea. Now, if a guy can step up like Alan Lazard and he shows it consistently – you were able to put more eggs into his basket than like a yep. Bonta, um, Valdez Scantling, you know. So we'll see. It's only he, week three, but they're three and zero. He's different from Devontae because Devontae he's usually getting passes inside twenty yards, and then he is yards after a catch. That's where he get, makes his money type of deal. But Lazard seems more of like he's the bomb kind of guy. So he only got eight targets, six catches, one forty six. I'm not gonna do the math on him, but that's averaging double digits in yards every catch. So, but that's yeah. how he's doing it. Even week one, he got a 60 or 46-yard bomb. So that's how he's getting his plays. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we'll see going forward. Susan. He had some bad, he had some bad drops. So. My stellar star of the week is on pace. His numbers right now are so good that he's on pace for 144 receptions, six, uh, 1,500 yards, and 16 touchdowns. It's Alvin Kamara. A running back. <laughs> That's how crazy he's been ever since the year started with him not on my team. He had 38 points with uh, only six carries for 58 yards. But it doesn't matter because he had 13 receptions um, for 139 yards and two touchdowns. Because without Michael Thomas, uh, the, better, the biggest benefactor is Alvin Kamara because he catches the ball all the time. The yards after catch, he makes people miss. And uh, he's been nasty. He's an RB1 right now, and uh, we can see why. You saw his um, his big catch-and-run play. That was like 50 yards where he evaded about like six or seven tackles. Yeah, yep. Kamara of old. That was – It was – it was so like – like it was, it was a, obviously it's a great touchdown run. But when you look at the replay, it's like he's not even it's, – it's like he's running in slow motion and he wasn't even trying. And the guys were just like – Dude, he was he was just like like, like he was just like huh, 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 huh. and then nobody could tackle him. Like it was just the poorest tackling I've ever seen in my whole life. Like it was bad. That should have started off as a catch for like minus two yards. He breaks that tackle, keeps going. The one thing it's a mix of bad defense on that play and and a mix of a really good offensive guy. Because him jogging down the sideline like that, he that shows he has the patience, the wherewithal, knows how the game's going. He, his 
football IQ is off the charts because he actually waits for the lineman to come by by him and get right. that key block. But there was some bad tackling in that play. That was, was a lot. That reminded me. That reminded me of Tyree Kill against uh, the Cowboys in halftime. Oh my god! Doesn't tackling him. He just runs. Yeah, right he just thing. runs right by. He just see that one. That one's actually different because Tyree Kill actually you know put on the Jets and just ran guys. Like Kamara's literally <laughs> jogging through the motions. Yeah, and like I was, yeah, I'm literally watching it right now. He was like slowing down a bit, letting his blockers try yeah. to find their man, and then he just got around everybody. And there's one where Jair Alexander like literally just like lunges his body at him, and like yeah, Kamara so shakes him off like he's fucking Derrick Henry, like a 250 pound running back. That's like what? I don't know. Well, that's the thing about Kamara too, though. He has probably the best balance in the league when it comes he to like he, he taking does. off hit. Like, he doesn't seem like a guy who can run through, like, the tackles and stuff, but he does. Yeah. So, it's totally different. I thought Latavius Murray would cut into his work, especially if you want to keep him healthy because there was a talk about quarter-zone shots in the back and possibly getting traded. And Super soon. You know, Latavius Murray looked really good last year, too. Like, Sousa had him and stuff. But, um, yeah, Kamara's just running away with it, too. Like, he, he's not getting that many carries, but still, at one point, he had two carries with, like, 50 yards. Like, right. it's crazy. And the thing is now, too, like, Drew Brees, I, I mean, granted, this is without Michael Thomas. He hasn't looked great. Nope. And, and it's like he's not going to take the shots downfield to guys like Traquan Smith, Sanders, who he doesn't have a big connection with because he's new to the team. The only guys he can really trust at the time right now, fucking Michael Thomas, who's hurt, Alvin Kamara, and I'll even throw Taysom Hill into the fucking mix. Yeah. But I mean, like, like seriously, because, you know, he hasn't been great. Cook. Over the hill. Jared, Jared Cook too, yeah. but you know, like I'm saying, like just making a point. Um, you know, his receivers. You know, you if you wanted a guy to step in for Michael Thomas, you haven't really gotten that. I mean, Jaquan Smith had one good game of ten points, but even Sanders hasn't been doing anything. So, nope. Sanders did some more last week. He he was getting more of the 15 yard catches and stuff like that. But yeah, I think the longest completion Breeze had so far this year is 13 air yards, which is like. Man. It's a little pathetic. Yeah, he just the got ball, credit the ball for a 50-yard look... touchdown by right. throwing yeah, at the, the line ball... of scrimmage. Exactly. He Tom Brady did everything. <laughs> but <laughs> I, he, the accuracy is still somewhat there. He's He's got some bad drops. He has been throwing the ball behind guys now, especially in, like, slants and stuff. But he just doesn't have that connection he does, like, with Thomas. He's legit threw the Thomas almost 200 times last year. Know, like, there's chemistry insane. there. But it definitely helped Camaro on this because – before, he'll wait for Thomas to get open. He still has a really great O-line. You know, he would probably wait at least three, maybe four seconds and try to find Thomas if not. But now it's just like one, two, Kamara, one, two, check down. He's mm-hmm. definitely going for the check downs way more than I've ever seen. And I, definitely I mean, benefit Kamara. And the thing is, too, if it keeps working like it has been, why not, right? Well, yeah. in what way is it working, though? They're one and two. That's a good point. You know? That's a good point. So, um, my stellar star of the week, buddy. When I tell you about this guy, <laughs> oh my god! When I tell you about this guy, you would give me the straight up Vince McMahon, no chance in hell if I would have told you before week three that this guy would be my stellar star of the week. <clears throat> now this guy, he only had six carries. Right, he's a, he's a running back. He only had six carries. He only had forty-nine yards. I mean, six carries, forty-nine yards—that's good yards per carry. Um, 
But he got in the end zone twice on the ground. And if that wasn't enough for you, he caught seven passes like a wide receiver, one for 49 yards and another touchdown. Who is it? Can't be Kamara. Can't be Kamara. You just said him. Can't be McCaffrey. He's hurt. Can't oh be Zeke. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Rex motherfucking Burkhead. That's right. Big ball Burkhead of the New England Patriots. Dropped 31.3 fantasy points in half-point PBR leagues. Uh, probably leading towards many fantasy football victories. I, I, I can say for myself, I got a win because of it. I don't know about you, – you got Burkhead in any of your other leagues, guys? No. No. I dropped him in our league. I know. I picked I'm him sure up. some DraftKings <laughs> lineups uh, benefited from that. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, Rex Burkhead, obviously in the absence of um, – Absence of James White still out, you know, dealing with family issues. Um, he stepped up, you know. With James White coming back, probably not going to happen again. This might be the Jonas Gray outlier for Rex Burkhead. Um, but could this be an increasing role for Rex Burkhead? It's going to be tough with Damian Harris coming back soon from IR. It's going to be tough when you still have Sony Michelle taking carries. It's going to be tough when James White is your passing down back. And it's going to be tough when um, – was it J.J. Taylor led the team in carries last week? You missed the biggest thing when your quarterback is Cam Newton. And that too, when your quarterback is Cam <laughs> Newton. So give up any hope of a running back touching the ball on the goal line. Um, and unless it's Sony Michelle. He's had one goal line touchdown this year. That's about it. He might have two. He's on pace for two. On pace for two. Uh, but, yeah, Rex Burkhead, Stellar Star of the Week. Unreal. Unbelievable performance. Um, that was Stellar Star of the Week, brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Now, guys, I got a game, okay? Here we go. I got a game. Mason's missing out on this big game. It's usually, I was trying to describe the game to you before uh, we started here, but you weren't, you know, you weren't getting any hints. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say what it is right now. This game is called "Is Two Better Than One." And now, Susan, off the top of your head, you wanna, you wanna say to, you know, our listeners what you thought I meant by two being better than one? Oh yeah, clearly it was. Would you rather have this one person versus these two people? You know, like a. Uh, like a Devontae Adams or a Robbie Anderson and Zach Ertz or something like that. Right. But I guess I was wrong. I'm going in a different way. I'm going in a different way. I'm going with guys that we believe are the number one player at their position on their respective teams. So a wide receiver one, an RB one, a tight end one, a quarterback one maybe even, are the second players on their teams actually more uh-huh. beneficial in fantasy. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go yeah. through two guys and you're going to tell me which one you would rather have from here on out the rest of the year. Say that again? I didn't – you cut out there. I said – I said I'm going to say two guys, both from the same team, both at the same position – and you're going to tell me which one you'd rather have going forward on your fantasy football team for the rest of the year. Now, granted, it's only week three, so a lot of things could change. I want to see where you guys are at right now. Number okay. one, this is a good one. 
Number one, this is a good one. We're talking about two dirty birds. Number one, <laughs> Julio Jones. Dirty birds. And number two, Calvin Ridley. Hmm. Panacho, <laughs> our very special guest. Digging in deep. <laughs> Would you like to he go first? Bad. He just yeah, I will go first. He just feels bad because he beat my ass this week, so he's throwing a throwing a bone. Right here. Um, I think everyone knows that I am the biggest fan of Calvin Ridley going into the draft. I kind of reached ish for him. I grabbed him 34th overall in a 14 man league. I draft him as my wide receiver one, and I think it's been pretty successful since he's through three weeks, getting what 13 targets average a week getting over the century mark each week and had a couple multi-touchdown games. I think he's wide receiver two right now. So, so going forward, well, rest of the year, you're taking Calvin Ridley? Yeah. Or should I say, is two better than one? Is two better? Oh, two is okay. <laughs> now As I in mean. the second right. on the, the depth second. chart or whatever. Right. Yeah. Is silver better than gold is what you're trying to say? Correct. Sousa. So me, Pracho as the Calvin owner and me as the Julio owner, it's it's obviously been Ridley with uh, – I mean, Julio had a great week one, and then week two, he only had like three points. I don't know if the injury was affecting him that game. I know he's, he missed last week. So injury is a big concern, but – when you try to think long-term and just take the injury out of it, would I trade Julio for Calvin Ridley? Probably not. I don't know if that's just because of the name value, but I feel like you just have to stick it out with uh, Julio long-term. So I got to go with, yeah. with Julio just to, you know, play like on in, the side of no, history. But No way, shape, and form is Julio not a good wide receiver to have. But if we're talking about a redraft league and we're talking about 2020 – it's just something in the air. Calvin really feels like Chris Godwin this year. And just that's his year. Now, when you talk about durability, Julio has always been on the injury list every week for the past, like, four years. But he's only missed one game, not including last week, due to injury. Well, Calvin really has missed multiple games last year, and I think his rookie year, too. So, when you right, come to durability-wise, yeah, right, so, right. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so, when it comes to durability-wise, it's kind of weird, even though Julio's the one that's hurt now, but I'd rather have Julio. Like, I feel better with Julio with Q next to him than Calvin Ridley. But, you know, Julio yeah. is now 30, 31 now, so maybe age is finally creeping up, but I don't believe that yet. I just think Calvin Ridley is just something in the air. He's this year's Chris Godwin, and he's doing the same thing Chris Godwin did. He's the number two on a team that are throwing the ball 40-plus times a game. It's legit the same thing. The bad defense, just like how mm. Tampa had last year, and you know we just got we're playing from behind all the time, except for two times where they just blew the lead, but they're still throwing. <laughs> so bad. I'm and, so glad and, they lost. Them. One one more thing I want to add before we go to the next one. Um, with a healthy Julio Jones, you know you're getting each and every season receptions, yards, and minuscule touchdowns. Right now, yeah. Calvin Ridley, I'm pretty sure is, is matching. Julio Jones touchdown total, maybe for what he had last year. I don't know how many touchdowns Julio had last year, but I feel like he didn't have more than five. No, it was probably yeah. – I think it was six. He's okay. never – I don't think he's ever had more than eight in a season. Yeah. Right, which is insane, bro. 
It's insane. Like and the thing is still like, here. and we still have Julio in fantasy as a top three wide receiver, just based on how good he is with volume and getting yards. And that's the only thing he's missing. That's what, that's what's not making him, uh, you know, the set it and forget it first yeah. wide receiver off the board every year. Um, and I think what I, what I'm saying, like Calvin Ridley is a better wide receiver than Julio no. in any shape or form. No, We're no. saying in their, in their position, they are, he benefits more for fantasy owners than Julio does just because Julio gets all the attention and Calvin Ridley's underneath. It's short yeah. a little bit like Calvin Ridley still had a hundred yards. And he still played pretty well when Russell Gage was in. So he could be a one, but once Russell Gage was out and he is the de facto number one. Yeah. They'll factor he, it on him. You know? Yeah. You know? So right. it is where it is. Moving on. Another pair of wide receivers, um, but on a different team, on America's team. Now, this one's this might be this might be not as close. That, for here, you could do is three better than two better than one. But I'm going to go one Four. and two. Um, number one, Amari Cooper, and number two, Michael Gallup. It's Cooper. One is better than two. Gallup's been he was he got a nice play right. Last uh, this week, he got a touchdown, and he almost had a nice play against the Seahawks too. The week before, but it was there was a penalty. It wouldn't have been a touchdown, but um, even week one, been, the OPI called. You know that that was that was like a forty yard play. Yeah, is that what I was talking about? The one against the guess, Rams. Oh, maybe it was the Rams. I said Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, that one. And um, but Cooper has been consistently good. Like we're talking ninety to hundred yards every single game even while Gallup and CeeDee Lamb kind of fluctuate, even the tight ends are fluctuating with, with Schultz and stuff. But Cooper's been consistent, surprisingly. And uh, I think I'd rather go with him. Uh, Cooper's been consistent, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he hasn't even found the end zone yet. I don't think so. Panach. Yeah, I, I, I go with two to two here just because it is Cooper, and even Dak, Dak looks for him on third downs. Like, early downs, he'll look for Gallup or whatever, but – Cooper is the sure thing. He's a surefire thing. Gallup did have a nice week. I think there's more of a question who would you rather have as Michael Gallup or C.D. Lamb. That's, I think, yeah. it's closer than Gallup to uh, uh, Cooper. See, the, way, the way I look at, like, the Cowboys and their wide receivers is Amari Cooper is the possession guy. You're going to look for him underneath routes, you know, even, you know, short slants, a guy that you look to to get a first down, and he's the guy if you need a catch, you're going to get it to him. Michael Gallup is our deep threat. He can run, spread the field out. You look for him for big plays. He's a good red zone target, too, can go up and get the ball. And then C.D. Lamb is it, well, what he should be and what he should be moving forward with this offense is just going to be the explosive guy, a, a guy who can almost do any of that. Him catching the ball, like, for five yards and then turning it into 20. You know, that, that's what you want to see from C.D. Lamb. Uh, like I said, it, it, it could have been his three better than two better than one, but I only did for the sake of this game. I actually have um, Cooper's stats. He, week one was 10 for 81, then it was six for 100, then nine for 86. So he's pretty consistent. And then when you look at the actual fantasy totals and half point PPR, no bonus points, 13.1, then 13, and then 13.1 again. <laughs> so oh, literally yeah, just 13 that's... points every single week without a touchdown. Right. Um, I want that guy. Right. And like granted – Gallup's on Mason's team. That's mm. true. That's true. <laughs> which it, it, which kind of makes that. it kind of makes Burkhead getting thirty even 
twice as impressive because Mason right, too. Right. Yeah, Mason has him on another on another team. Oh, okay. I didn't. Just, oh, yeah, he did. That's so right. That that just that just yeah, here it is. Mason bad luck. Glenn bullshit. It just yeah, Glenn bullshit is stronger. Is stronger. It just yeah. to the top. <laughs> hey, and think about it too. Like Michael Gallup had a great week. Strong shit. Michael Gallup had a great week. Mason still lost by point zero eight. Well, oh, we don't, man. we don't know yet. We don't know if he lost yet. We I guess you're Thursday. right. That's true. There could be a stack correction, but probably not. Because he's not Glenn. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, if anything, it's a, it goes against them. We're, right. we're gonna switch. We're gonna switch to running backs. Susan. Okay. Number one, Malcolm Brown. Huh. Number two, Daryl Henderson. Versus those guys, it's got to be Henderson, no doubt. The real question is, what is Acres gonna do? That's that's my question. We but don't know. Henderson I, is he, the younger guy. He's been more explosive. Although Malcolm Brown did have a really good week one. But, he had a very good um, week one, and he's the guy who's most familiar with the offense. That's why, you know, yeah. he, he is the number one running back, technically. But they're, they're all kind of the same back, though. They're, they're, they're all first down, second down guys. Like, which one's more known as the pe- pass catching back? Like, we don't know yet. Like, is Malcolm Brown really a pass catching back? Is he the third know, down back? It seemed like. I know he's like a goal line back. Watching the game yesterday. It's, or Tuesday, two days ago, it seemed like he was there on third downs versus Henderson. But, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a, diff, he's a more specialized back than Henderson. He, Malcolm Brown also had like a surgically repaired finger literally that week. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but it, it's, just, it's just been a shit show pretty much. I don't think you can really accurately predict what any of them are going to do, especially if when Akers comes back. Right. Yeah. I, th- I, don't, I don't think Sean McVay cares. I think he just wants to use them all. Fresh legs that every play. Is so that often is so annoying to watch. I I cannot stand all the bootlegs. Like I've used that bootleg play in Madden all the time. When you have the tight end going in the flat, and then you have the receiver in the slot just doing you know a curl every route. Time. Over, not a curl nobody, route. You know, nobody covers the tight end, and it blows my yeah. fucking mind. <laughs> I don't watch that Madden. No, I, like when the Rams play, oh. like 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 they literally run that bootleg to one side. It's like it's like a run action. The the offensive lineman moves to the left, and the tight end just leaks out on the flat, and nobody can cover it. Nobody. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. I had to watch the Cowboys defense get eaten up by it multiple times in Week One. Moving on. Oof. This Ooh. one, I, this one, I don't even know. You can make a case for either of these guys being one, or either of these guys being two. Number one, right now, two of the hottest receivers in the world. World. Tyler Lockett. Oh. Or number two. DK Metcalf. Wow, that's a really good one. That's a really good. That's tough. I'll let Susan take this one first. I'm going with Lockett. Um, he he was doing this last year. Maybe not to this crazy extent, but he was a solid guy last year when Metcalf was not. I guess he's very spotty, and um, he's just continuing to pick it up. Metcalf has been picking it up too, which is great to see. And uh, but I feel like Lockett is more of a sure thing. I feel like it seems like um, Metcalf is is more of like a deep, like somewhat boomer bust. He's only had like four receptions, but he's making them count. While Lockett can also go to go deep, but he's he's also a volume guy too. So I'd rather go with the sure thing and, and Lockett. Yeah, uh, I'll just switch it up because I can see ways where Metcalf could be the guy. I like Lockett a lot. 
Lockett has his injuries too, though. And last year, he kind of fell off the face of the earth around the end of the year, kind of picked it up. But there was like a nine-week stretch where, like, where was this guy going? And also, I think Metcalf is definitely developing more. I think he's a key cog for Russell Wilson on his MVP run of a year. Right. Uh, like we said, again, he's more of a deep threat type of guy. He Every single game so far this year, it's four receptions, but he's around right there in between 90 to 110 yards and a touchdown. Last week, should have had two touchdowns. Yeah, so he's averaging 17 points a game. He's number four wide receiver right now. I don't know where Lockett is. I definitely know that three touchdown game definitely probably jumped him out. Lockett's number two. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Averaging 20 so, points a game. Yeah. So, so that's where we're at. They're both great guys you want. Um, full PPR, probably you want Lockett more just because he's getting those, so many more receptions. But if you're in a half or you're in a standard where the receptions don't matter as much, then Metcalf's the guy to go. And he's just getting so many deep bombs and, Wilson trusts him like a fourth and five against Atlanta, and he's still throwing it deep in a close game. Yeah, right yeah. Right now, Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind, so you can't go wrong with either one of them. Um, yeah, when he's throwing five touchdowns a game, everyone's good. Right. But I, I do agree with you, Panach. Like I said, full point, title lock at half point in standard, uh, DK. And just based on, I think he's also a better red zone threat, too, so you could benefit more from his touchdowns. Um, uh, this one, this one I had, but it's kind of null and void now because there is an injury playing factor. Um, but it was Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Um, obviously, now it's going to be Ertz because Goddard's, you know, on IR, so we'll skip that one. Um, but before that, that would have been interesting. All right, this is a good one. Number one, Nick Chubb. Number two, Kareem Hunt. This is a good one. Um, I don't even know where to begin. What about you, Glenn? Have you even been deciding these? I've been, I've, been, I've, been giving, I've been giving my two cents here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all about game script. And it just – it depends where you are is where you – what do you think the Cleveland games are going to go? I think Cleveland's going to Cleveland. I think they're going to be playing from behind a bunch. Both times that uh, Chubbs had really good games, it's against pretty bad opponents, uh, Washington and then the Bengals. Right. So then that's obviously why he's back. But I think Chubbs amazing. Don't get me wrong. I know his rookie year. Even if they were down by a few touchdowns, they still give him carries. Just run the ball. He was like yep. Jordan Howard's rookie. Yeah, just keep running the ball just because it's the only guy we have on offense. Um, so it's all about game script. I don't have any of their schedules coming up. Fry just texted me, so no, I don't want to make any more trades. It gets um, – <laughs> I want to say it gets tougher for Cleveland. I know they have Dallas this week, so yeah, it, I it might be another week where both players get 20-plus points. It's not yeah, too so bad. I mean, they got Dallas, then they got the Colts, which will be tough, and and then Pittsburgh after that. Then they got the Bengals, yeah. Raiders, Texans, Eagles, Jacksonville, Titans, Ravens. Like I said, it so gets tougher. Time, if you if you look at it, other than Week 14 is the first week of the playoffs, fantasy. You got Baltimore. That's tough for Chubb, but at the same time, Chubb has kind of owned Baltimore. He's had like long. I think last year he had like a 90 yard touchdown, 90 yard touchdown against Baltimore. Week one, you only have five points. Against Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. this but year. But that was at like last year. Oh, yeah, 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 in the past, yeah. Um, so, he's playing Giants and the Jets in the playoffs, too. And if you look at the schedule, now now I'm thinking about it. Like before I was saying, it depends what game script. I was going to go hunt just because he can run the ball. He's still getting 50-plus yards on, like, seven or eight carries. He can catch the ball. He made some great catches. Last nope. He's frozen. What happened? He went frozen on us midpoint. Well, I can hear you at least. 
That's fine. Because um, it did give me an internet connection message, but I think we're still good. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll expand on that for a little bit. Um, so Nick Chubb. Now I just had a big trade where I traded away Nick Chubb. Nope. Oh, there you He's are. Here. Oh, yeah. Did I freeze on you guys? Yeah, you did. It was frozen. Oh. What'd you guys hear then? Uh, I don't know, but I'll, I'll give him the point. So I just traded Nick just Chubb. Cut off midway. Um, now Nick Chubb threw um, three I was games. Going good. I know. Nick Chubb threw three games, has 10 carries in week one, 22 in week two, and 19 in week three. And he's caught one pass in each of those games. Um, Kareem Hunt. Hold on, I gotta pull, I gotta, you know, go back and forth here. Fucking Jake. Yeah, I'm looking at them both. Right Kareem now. Hunt, week one, 13 carries. Week two, 10 carries. And week three, 16 carries. So it's a thing. Like it's not it's not like he's only out there on third downs and you know, just just on passing downs and do whatever. Like they're handing the ball off to him too. Um, there's been drives multiple times throughout these three games where it's all Kareem Hunt. You know, Chubb doesn't even yeah. fits in the sidelines. And, and if that's the thing, like, it's been working these past two weeks. But, you know, there's got to be a point where it's like, okay, you know, you invested this high in Nick Chubb, you know, at the end of the first round, early second round. Is it actually going to pay off for you going forward? Like, can you expect him to be the guy who is getting the majority of the points? If yeah. a guy who's getting 10 to 15 carries in a game is cutting into your workload. I'd rather, I'd rather go with Chubb. I think he, even with all of Hunt's activity and, and touches, like you just said, Chubb is still getting almost 20 carries a game. Well, at least well, week one was a little different, different game script. But I mean, 22 carries week two, 19 this week, even with Kareem Hunt getting 16. I think it's just the, the method of the team. I think they, they're a run-first team because Baker Mayfield sucks. Right. And if you can always have fresh Nick Chubb legs and fresh Kareem Hunt legs, that's dangerous. And that's why they've been able yeah. to run it like 40 times Dude, a game. every play, like, they just find a lane and they're already past the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and that, that's, that's, the, that's the way to do it. I think, I think that'll continue let as me, long as they don't get too this. far down. This is, let me ask you this because I was just thinking about this. Would you rather have a Chubb that got had 20 touches one game or a Kareem Hunt that gets 20 touches in one game? Kareem Hunt. I'd yeah. say Kareem Hunt because they're probably getting receptions too. And then, and the thing is too, it's not like it's not like Kareem Hunt's running the ball and he's getting stuffed. He gives it. Um, he's he's like, if not, he's averaging probably the same or maybe a little bit less than yards per carry than Nick Chubb is. Like, he's still doing fine running the ball. If it would be different if, like, all right, Kareem Hunt's out of here for this drive. You know, oh, he's getting stopped after two yards. But, you know, let's throw him the ball. That's where he gets his fancy points. Like, no, he's running the ball well. And uh, I don't know. It's tough. You, you want to have them both, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to factor in draft capital, it's obviously Hunt. If you knew going into the season that you'd rather wait on Hunt than get Chubb. That's how close it's been. All right. A um, couple more, then we'll wrap this up. Number one, Ronald Jones. Oh, God. Number two, Leonard Fournette. Can you pick neither? No. It's that bad. And it's that unpredictable. If I had to pick one, I don't know. Ronald Jones has been there. Ronald Jones right. is getting volume. 
That, but they that, got Fournette, and he had a game too with volume. And then it went right back to Marl Jones. So maybe it goes to Fournette next week. You don't know. You have I no don't idea. know. But, like, it's just – I, I guess I would have to go on touchdown potential, and that would be Fournette. I don't know. That, that's all I can say. I think, I think you go Fournette just because – Tampa's been pretty sluggish lately. Don't like the way they've been playing. I just think once they're forced to change the way they play, I think it goes to Fournette. You just go to the sure thing. I think right now, if you're just steadily going around winning games and you have you're play, they're playing with leads pretty early, so that gives Ronald Jones some more time. I think what really kills his backfield is they actually use McCoy way more than I thought they were going to. Passing McCoy guns. definitely steals steps from these guys. And when McCoy is out there, they're hurrying up. They're, you know, back-to-back-to-back plays. So and and Brady's targeting him, not enough to where you want to have him, but enough to piss you off when you're a Fournette or a Ron Jones owner. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. I I'm Fournette's game in week two was great, and you would like to think it would have continued into week three, and it didn't, and that's what pisses me off. But based on just volume alone and how many carries they're giving Ronald Jones, I'm gonna go Ronald Jones until that changes. Mm-hmm. This thing, though, it's, it's week to week with them. Right, right. Like, your opinion will totally change week week one. To That's week what I'm saying. If, if, it's, if it's, you know, week six and they, they cut carries from Ronald Jones and they start spreading out with Fournette more, then Fournette – because Fournette is the better back. Like, there's, nobody's doubting that. But as far as, He's like – top five pick in the actual draft, like an right. actual NFL draft. Right. You know? And, and that's the thing. So, and still, he hasn't learned the whole offense yet. He just got there before the season started. Um, so, we'll see. We'll stay in Tampa Bay. And, and then this kind of, you know, because Godwin's hurt now too. But number one, Mike Evans, or number two, Chris Godwin? Um, last year, I would say Godwin because, like, different system. Brady loves Evans. He's targeting Evans. Touchdowns. Yeah, it's Touchdowns. weird to see that he only had – two receptions for two yards but there was one play two weeks ago where he did like a back shoulder toss up to Evans where he was the guy was on Evans the whole time but Brady put it right in the right spot Evans turned around snagged it got a touchdown and that one play told me that these guys are going to have a really good connection this year and if Brady wants to score he's going to throw it to Evans and it's probably going to happen it's been happening when so when's the last definitely go with Evans. when's the last time Brady had a guy the size of Evans and the like the athletic ability of Mike Evans. Well, Evans is like a, a poor man's Randy Moss. I know you're trying to but, get at But him, I'm so. saying that's, that's what I'm and, – and obviously in situations where you need to get first downs or touchdowns or whatever, you're just going to throw yeah. the ball up to Mike Evans. No, yeah. When it comes to wide receiver-wise, like other than slot guys, Brady never really had a outside-the-numbers type of guy other than Randy Moss. Like who right. else is it? Brandon LaFell for like – Ooh, eight games? Like, what's he doing? Well, then there was Antonio Brown for a game, and he threw a nice pass to him in the corner of the end zone or at the front of the end zone, and he snagged it for a touchdown, too. It's just kind of – I feel like that's going to be a guy Brady's going to gravitate to, and it's going to be good good news for Evans. All right. But hopefully more than two receptions. Number one. Like, Evans – yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. No, I was going to say, Evans, <laughs> Evans is not going to have a year like he did last year. Where you'd even put up 20 or six. I think he's going to be a constant, like – 10 and above. Right. Like, yeah, he'll have those six-point games, but, like, not, like, repetitive. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? He's going to have – I think he he's – by the end of the year, I would bet that he averages half-point PPR, like, 14 points a week. So. Yeah, you can't ask for more than that. Um, number one, 
James White. Number two, Rex Burkhead. James White. This is a joke, right? <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's a thing. And no, honestly, James White is active and healthy. It's James White, man. Come on. I'm just yeah. saying, dude. Rex has a hard uh, – Bill has a hard on for Rex. I know. I say I know. this. If one is – if you were to choose, right, and they were on the same team, like James White or Rex Burkhead, and they're not on the same team, who would you rather have as your back? I would say Rex Burkhead. Because he actually could be a three-down back. He can run and he can catch. He can right. pass block. And he's, he's like, not. As, he's not really durable, though. He does get hurt. He does. But yeah. yeah. But if you're talking about right now, how it is, I'd rather have James White. Just because James White would be there, guaranteed third-down back. Or Rex Burkhead, he's gonna be swapping with Sony. Maybe I don't think Harris is really gonna touch the field. I know people say he had a great spring training and stuff like that, but I'm not buying it on him. There's a reason why he was a healthy scratch every game last year and hasn't even touched the field this year. So I'm not buying the hype. Man, but, they, yeah, Beck, Burkhead has to fight with two other guys just for the first and second down. Never mind third down. But, like I said, there's also a case where he could be out, be out there for passing downs, too. I know James White's a passing down guy, but I was a James White owner last year, and there was plenty of passing downs that Rex Burkhead was on the fucking field for. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? So, I don't know. Um I, what was I going to say? I was going to say, imagine if Lamar Miller was still on this team. Jesus. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. And then last but not least, <laughs> number one, Carson Wentz. Number two, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. Well, uh, you know what? That's the thing. This, this question – yeah, Nick Foles and Trubisky should have been a better question. But I, but, just, uh, I just wanted to throw it in there. Yeah. Of course. Honestly, there's no way Hurts could do worse than Wentz is doing right now. So, it's been a second-round pick, 51st overall, something like that. So, I don't know. It's crazy, man. Honestly, I don't, bad, I don't really know bad. how you do that. You literally – Did you Carson got... Wentz get an extension? Yeah. You, they, <laughs> dude, they drafted him second overall. They traded up to draft him second overall. Mm-hmm. You got your franchise quarterback, you're extended. Why on earth? Would you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round? Well, I think because the cap is, is a bunch of bullshit and you could probably get it around some ways and you can dump it somewhere else and get rid of him a year, whatever. Or there's probably like an option in this thing. Like if you can't play more than seven games this year, then you there's an opt-out clause. I don't know. Maybe. I don't um, know. Look at the Rams. The Rams spent four hundred million on five guys. How the hell is that going to work? I don't know where they're getting all their money from. And the only and all that the only player that's actually worth their money on that team. Is Aaron Donald? Like love Robert Woods. Ramsey not too. Worth it. Huh? Ramsey too. I don't know. The past two years, he he's not a shutdown corner like he used to be. Like I've said this before too. Yeah, he's still top league, five. Yeah, but the thing about corners in this league is they have that one really prime time year and then they fizzle. Josh you know, Norman, Norman nasty. Yeah, Josh Norman nasty fizzled out. Okay, Revis, he played for a while. And he had a lot of great years, but then he ended up fizzling out, whatever. The only I, guys that have actually stayed up top would probably be Patrick Peterson. He's always been consistently really good. Peterson and, and Revis is, is, is an example because Revis was just so good for so long with the Jets. Even his tenure on the Patriots, he was good too. He wasn't what he was previously, but he was still good. Uh, Peterson's another one. Um, Sherman faded. He's Sherman, still, Sherman he's faded, with the 49ers right faded. now. But there was a period. He came back. He came back yeah. with the 49ers. Um, but you're right. It's hard. Remember um, – do you remember Namdi Asamoah from the oh my Oakland God. Raiders? Did he, sign, 
Yeah. It sounded like he was speaking another language. Two, did he sign to Oakland after an SC year? Or did he, where was he before? Was he a 49er? Oh, he, was, he was with Oakland. And I'm pretty sure he signed. I don't know if he either signed with them or he got signed with the Eagles. I think he signed with them, and then he maybe got traded to the Eagles or something like that, and he was absolutely trash after that. Yeah. He's a Ben Tate cornerback. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, that was his two better All right. than one. Let's move on to game picks. Are you in our pickums? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Absolutely not. We, oh, we got yeah, to call Mason for the, the drop. I'm not – no, nah, he's not. I'll, I'll – I'm just kidding. If he really wanted to, he'd accept the invitation link and join the Zoom. That's a good point. He's probably still working. But then again, we're still working. True. It is now time for the of the week. Brought to you by PB&J Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. Susan. Well, we were just talking about Mason. And this guy is on his team. And quite frankly, you could say he's the reason Mason lost this week by .08 points. And that is tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, Mark Andrews, who has been absolute dog shit since the week he dropped 20 on my ass. (laughs) He got three. He was three for 22 for 3.7 points. And uh, apparently, according to you guys, he had some key drops too against the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, it was about the – I think it was through the second quarter. Um, Baltimore was driving. They needed to get momentum because the Chiefs would just run all over their ass. And they actually had a good drive. Lamar Jackson floats it up to um, Mark Andrews, wide open in the end zone, drops it. Fakes an injury. Fakes an injury. No, does he really? <laughs> he did fake an injury. He grabbed his leg. <laughs> That's what we got to do. Grab That's your leg. A, all is forgiven once you get like, oh, sorry, dude, my leg. You know, oh, I'm good. You know. Um, but, oh, yeah, with that one single play, if he would have hung on to that, Mason would have won his fantasy matchup this week. But instead, he loses right. by less than a tenth of a point, exactly .08 points, which would be Here two passing yards. Uh, how does that work? Oh, passing yards. Yeah, isn't that uh, yeah, it's point two five points? No, it's point. It's point zero four points. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah, two yards, two passing yeah. yards. So two passing yards is what he lost by. Which ah, that hurts. He, honestly, there's some things you just you love to see, and then there's things like that where you just God <laughs> fucking hate to see. So yeah, say what you want, but he definitely fucked Mason. So he, he is did. a fuck of the week. He is the fuck of the week. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked. You might as well use Lou. Now, as I was saying, mm-hmm. game picks. Pigskin pick them. Pigskin pick them. Are you in our pigskin pick them, Panach? Are you AMAC? I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> Are you AMAC? Who's AMAC? I'll tell you what. We gotta find yeah, this guy. AMAC didn't play last week. Oh, no. He was so he lost, his, he lost his league, and he might, have, he might have thrown his chances of winning the grand prize in the toilet. AMAC, what are you doing? So now it's me and the Raiders who are on top. Yeah, the Raiders. How many people close in your second league? Uh, nine. Nine. Oh, wait a minute. Three, nine? four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. They were getting a good group. Yep. Here. And uh, my my picks have continued to be shit. So that's that. So let's start off Thursday <laughs> night. This might be a game of the year candidate. 
as the 0-3 Denver Broncos travel to MetLife Stadium to face the 0-3 oh, New York Jets. Goodness. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who's going to win, and I'll tell you who I want to win because it's the same team. It's the Denver Broncos. The Jets suck. Adam Gase sucks. And I heard whispers in the bushes that if the Jets lose, Gase has a really strong chance of being fired, and I think uh, that could help the offensive weapons, which includes Le'Veon Bell on my team. I think Gase doesn't like Bell. I don't think Bell likes to play for Gase, and I think that's a problem for me if he comes back healthy. So I want that guy gone. Give me the Broncos. So if Adam Gase gets fired after this week four matchup, I'm going to say it's four weeks too late. Give me the Broncos. And also, change of quarterback at the Broncos as uh, Ripian, Ripian, Rip, Ripkin. Cal Ripkin will be now starting at quarterback for the Denver Broncos, uh, not Jeff Driscoll. I'm pretty sure they have Blake Bortles. They did. They did sign Blake yeah, Bortles. They, they didn't want. They don't say he's ready yet. Yeah, they still. They want Cal Ripkin, the Iron Man, to. Uh, <laughs> they this is how bad Driscoll is. They rather have Ripkin because he was eight for nine for 53 yards. Right. And had one pick. No touchdowns. One pick. Um, other other news too with the Broncos. Philip Lindsay might play this week on Thursday night. And if he does, it's going to be on a limited snap count. So I wouldn't rely on him in your fantasy lineups. I know people who drafted Lindsay are, you know, wanting to kill themselves because he hasn't played in three weeks. Um, but, yeah, nothing's really going to change in week four. If he does play, it's not going to be anything special. But give me the Broncos. Panach? Yeah, I'd take the Broncos. It's pretty right. easy. Moving on to Sun. Oh. oh. Glenn, I'm pretty sure you said the Jets might not win a game this year. Yeah, no, they, they definitely might not. Definitely um, might. You know, moving on to Sunday, the 2-1 and one Indianapolis Colts traveled to the 3-0. and Big Dick Nick-led Chicago Bears. Yeah. Um, Nick at the helm, which I'm pretty sure is confirmed. He's already it's already confirmed he's going to start oh, yeah. next week. And, and um, the thing is, on on him too, they didn't even say he was like going to be the starter next week. They just said Nick Foles is our starter, which means <laughs> multiple weeks. Which means Bears fans, how yep. did you feel watching Pat Mahomes rip it for five touchdowns last night, oh, knowing that right. you could have had him, you could have had Deshaun Watson. And you drafted this North Carolina quarterback by the name of Mitch Trubisky. It's a shame. Every time, every time, like I think life is bad as the Cowboys fans. I think of the Bears, and I just, I, I, I'm in such joy. You feel better. <laughs> but they, I can't really talk shit right now because they're three and zero, and they actually have a Super Bowl MVP as their quarterback. Oh yeah, I like Nick, and uh, and I don't like Rivers and what he's doing with the offense. So I'm going to give it to the Bears. But that defense, though, Indianapolis Colts, two and one. Oh, I know about that defense. I picked the Bears. I got Colts. He's got Colts. I got oh, Colts. I like Colts. Colts. All right, this is the week Joe Burrow gets his first win. Because I can't believe are... he tied before he won. Like that's how <laughs> bad it is to be a Bengals team. They're at home. Against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are one and two coming off a bad loss to Miami on Thursday night. Even though Jacksonville has 13 days to prepare, I'm sorry, not 13 days, 10 days, 10 days to prepare, um, I'm, I'm still giving it to the Bengals, man. They're, they're due. Joe Burrow deserves a win more than anybody in the league. I know. I'm going with the Bengals, too, for those same reasons. Yeah, I'm going uh, Bengals, too. Yeah, I'm going Bengals. 
But uh, you know who needs something more than a win? AJ Green needs a catch. <laughs> he needs it. Yeah, he needs something. <laughs> he needs uh, he needs a twenty yard catch. He needs. I, I don't know. You, you know more about that too. Though. Yeah. All right. Um, then in Dallas at one o'clock, the Cleveland Browns travel to Dallas to face the Cowboys. The two and one Browns. I noticed you left the record out of there. Yeah, the I, one and two yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, Cowboys. They've dude, had they've gone up against some high powered offenses. Now they got the Browns. As long as they can no, stop the run game, dude. Their defense is statistically the worst in the league. <laughs> And they're on pace to be the fucking historically maybe one of the worst defenses ever. Yeah. It's bad. I saw I saw the standings today for the NFC East. And I saw points um points against for the Cowboys. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Fuck, I think it was like ninety three mm-hmm. in three games. It was positive. I think you guys had eighty seven four. So Right. Right. Honestly, in all, in all reality, we should be 0-3 because the Falcons don't know how to field an onside kick. In all reality, Washington's in first because of point differential. That's how right. bad that division is. That's what the I'm football saying. team. Um, but, yeah, God damn it. Give me the Cowboys. It'll, you know, it'll even out eventually down the, yeah. down the road. It always evens out. It's always 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, Cowboys. Yeah, right, I got Cowboys. If, if Baker wasn't such a piece of shit. Of a of a quarterback, yeah, yeah absolutely be. killed OBJ's career. So yeah, that's know, a we'll shame. Although um, OBJ might have a good game this week. He might. Everybody might have a good game this week. Start Chubb. Start fucking Kareem Hunt. Start Landry. Start everybody. Um, <laughs> New Orleans Saints travel to the Detroit Lions, getting their first win. Both teams one and two. Mm-hmm. Lions with some momentum. Yep. Do they have a chance? They do have a chance. These are the types of games that they can pull off. But I'm going to give it to the Saints. <laughs> yeah, I think the Saints are probably the best one and two team there is. They they let it slip against the Raiders. I think they didn't expect the Raiders to do what they did. Um, but at the same time, this is a little bit more of a conversation just because the Saints are one and two. They kind of look lost without Michael Thomas. And I don't know where the Red Hot Carolina uh, Arizona Cardinals lose to this lost, yeah. piece of shit. Well, Lions. they got Galladay back. That's probably part, partly the reason. And, no, the, and the Lions should have won week one, so they should be two and one. The reason – Kyle Murray threw three picks. I was going to say the reason, yeah, was Kyler Murray turning the ball over three over. Vaunted Lions times. defense. So, I mean, if you're getting three picks on Kyler Murray, Drew Brees doesn't even look like he can throw the ball right now. So, it's going to have to – Kamara's going to have to drop 40 to beat this Detroit Lions team. Stop picking the Lions, baby. Let's wow. go. Wow. Yeah, part of me wants to, but I'm I'm sticking with the Saints. I need to gain some ground. This is gonna either uh, it's gonna put me further in the hole, or I'm I'm gonna gain some games here. Uh, this is a good game. AFC matchup: Pittsburgh Steelers three and zero travel to Tennessee to face my Titans, who are three and zero. Tighten up. Is that your pick? Yep. Yeah, I think this is a game where the Steelers look lost on the road. I'm gonna give really? it to the Titans. Really, I think it's an easy Steelers one. I know Vegas has Titans plus one and a half, so that's a close game. But I don't know. I think Pittsburgh's offense is decent. And I think Titans quietly have a really bad defense. They, they, the Vikings look so bad, but, yeah, they still had a game against them. Yeah, they did. Um, 
Yeah, I forgot how good the Steelers' defense is. Might be good enough to slow down Derrick Henry. And if they don't have Derrick Henry, then who do they have? So, Adam I guess Humphreys. I will go the Steelers. You convinced me. All right, well, I'm not going to pick against my Titans, so uh, I'll go with the Titans. Seattle Seahawks are 3-0. and Russell Wilson is playing, um, like I said earlier, out of his mind, playing like he wants an MVP trophy. And the thing is, too, and, and my dad was saying this to me last night, like, as good as Russell Wilson has been playing, when, when, what Pat Mahomes did last night, this dude is just like, it's unbelievable. Um, but the Seahawks are dealing. They're scoring. They're facing the Dolphins. The Dolphins fair. are not good. But it's in Miami, Susan. You know what's, You know what else is in Miami? That's true. That's the, the, the sun, the summer sun. heat. It's hot down there. The fall heat. It's hot down there in Miami. Seahawks might not be ready. Gaskins. What's right. that? <laughs> they got that bruiser, Gaskins. Jesus Christ. 22 carries. I'm still not over that. Um, because well, Burke got 30 points. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, Seahawks, not even, I don't, I don't care if it's fucking 102 degrees. The Seahawks are hotter than any temperature that will be down in Miami. Like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Seahawks. All right. Battle of the 0 and 3 teams. The oh, Minnes- man. The Minnesota Vikings travel to Houston to face the Texans. Texans are going to get their first win this week. They they had a shit schedule to start the season. Okay. You're right. They had to face the Chiefs, then the Ravens, and the Steelers. Yeah. Now they're facing Kirk Cousins. Let's go yeah. Texans. I go Texans because at least the first, like, two quarters against KC, they were in that game, and it was like, wow, they have a chance, and maybe, maybe Bill Brown was right about this offense because David Johnson did something. And then, you know, they did have a hell of a game against Pittsburgh, putting 20-plus points against that defense. So, Yeah. Give me Watson. Um, David Johnson already has two touchdowns in three games. And I'm pretty sure that's more touchdowns than he had last year on Mason's team. Would you trade for him, though? Absolutely. He's been – David Johnson's my stellar star of the year. Stellar star of the year. Yeah. I I got – part of that was just to spite Mason. But part of that, I actually believe him. I, I believe in David Johnson. I believe in the Texans getting a win. Me too. Arizona Cardinals two and one traveling to the Carolina Panthers, um, who are one and two. Um, Cardinals kind of getting upset last week by the Lions. I think they bounce back, beat the shit out of the Panthers. Me too. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, Carolina's defense offense is not dead. Like they they're producing. Yeah, they got Mikey one on one, bro. The first three games, they easily could have won all of them, you know? That's true. So, well, the Tampa Bay one was different because they did make a good comeback in the end, but they were blown out at the start. Right. But still, they're, they're in it in these games. Right. So, but I think Arizona, that was just a hiccup, and they're going to be a playoff team out of Arizona. Yeah, they are. NFC West uh, is looking real good right now. And I think all of us are shooting ourselves in the foot, not drafting Hopkins, because that guy is getting – not 10 targets a game. He's getting 10 catches a game. I know. Right. It's crazy. Um, I was wrong about him. Yeah, you were. I'll be the first one to remind you. He's still in my top 10. Right? He's just like number eight or nine. You yeah, remember. no, I, I, he went from like, you know, after the top, first four picks, go running backs, you'd get like either him or Michael Thomas' toss up. I thought, no, I think Hopkins is a clear second round pick. 
like right. late second, and uh, we're wrong. Who's yeah. laughing now? Um, Brendan's laughing. That's the answer to that question. Yeah, he is. Los Angeles Chargers almost pulling off a miracle hook and ladder play to, just to fall short last week. Travel to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, me too. I love the Bucks. But Herbert might, Herbert. Be, might be pretty good in Tampa. Chris, Chris Harris is out for, for, at least, for at least this game. So that's pretty big. Right. Uh, Baltimore getting their first loss against Kansas City on Monday night. Travel to face the Washington football team. Um, I can't believe that's what they decided on. I still can't believe it. It gets funnier they, every week. They spited the a guy team. that like bought their domains, like they were thinking of for team names. So he said, mm-hmm. huh, right. do. And he's right. even saying, like, oh, if, if it's good enough and people like it, we're just going to keep it this way. Mm-hmm. What a terrible <laughs> owner. What a piece of shit owner. Yeah. Give me the Ravens. Me too. Ravens. Can we, can we admit, though, that Lamar Jackson Hello. is not a quarterback? I I here's the thing. I I like Lamar, but I I just I don't know. Ninety six yards and a half guy against that piece of shit defense. Right, and, and like the thing is, you look at Lamar, and he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback who is the most. I think, in my opinion, he's the most dangerous quarterback in the league when he when he has a lead. He's, did I say that? The most the most dangerous quarterback in the league when he has a lead to play with. Mm-hmm. But if there's any adversity, you know, he's got to lead a game winning drive. He's got to come back from two scores. You're daring him to throw the ball, and he can't do it. Dude, they're yeah. down 27 to 10, and they're still running the ball three plays in a row. Right. But, like, you can't blame him because that's the only way they're getting yards. That's what I'm saying. And, and the thing is, too, like, but. How how are they going to compete with Kansas City in the playoffs when Kansas this is City when they competed the last two years against Kansas City? They don't they don't that's, show up. They that's insane. And by and by the time they make a surge, it's too little, too late. They're already down too big. The same thing happened last year against Kansas City at Arrowhead. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. And, and the thing is, I like Lamar too, but yeah, he can't. I just think I just think the Ravens in general, the biggest fraud team there is. It's just that simple. Yeah, I I expected more from them um, against Kansas City. But they failed. But this week they won't fail because they're facing Dwayne Haskins. Right. 0-3 New York Giants travel to L.A. So Jared Goff can be 3-1. and one. Give me the Rams. Yep. <laughs> just skip this. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. This, this is actually a really good game. Buffalo Bills, 3-0, and traveling to Las Vegas to make the Raiders. Give me – this is, this I is like, tough. I like both of these teams. Yet the Bills traveling across the country to face the Raiders. The Raiders. The which Vegas is Raiders. one o'clock their time. They might the whole Bills might all be screwed up. Um, and Raiders have been playing nitty gritty and hot. I don't know, man. This is really tough. I think it's closer than these uh, odds say that say it is. Right. I want to pick the Raiders. But I me can't. too, but I have the bills checked off. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Give me the bills. Okay. Um, I think it's still easy. I think the Raiders surprised everyone with that Saints game. But I think as we're watching the Saints more, maybe it was less that the Raiders were really good and more that the Saints are just stepping on their toes and just fumbling. 
because that Patriots game was kind of ugly on both sides of the ball. It was. There was plenty of yeah. chances that they could have put that game away. Like the Patriots had a couple of three and outs to start the first quarter. Like right there, put them away, and they couldn't. Right. I, I think um, – I like the Raiders, though, this year. I, I think they are a playoff team as, as a wild card. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think the Bills are the better team, and they're going to get a win. <laughs> and then at 4.30, CVS, I'm guessing it's going to be Tony Romo and Jim Nance doing this game where the New England Ooh. Patriots uh, travel to Arrowhead to face the Super Bowl defending Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, after what Cam did against the Seahawks, they obviously have a chance. I was really surprised that they could have won that game. Mm -hmm. But uh, in Arrowhead, Pat Mahomes, got to give it to the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs too. I think Cam can make it as a a good offensive play, like game. But I just think the the way the Patriots defense is playing right now, I just think in the way that KC is going, I just think KC can just score whenever they want on this defense. And Cam probably could score against KC, but if KC makes it one-dimensional, which I think they will, I don't know. I don't see I don't see the Patriots winning in there. Only way the Patriots win is if they dominate time of possession. They gotta they gotta keep Mahomes off the field. And yeah. um and just get you know keep that defense tied on Kansas City. And if it has to be Cam Newton run the ball twenty times, twenty five times, so be it. Uh, but I'm picking the Chiefs. They're just a better team. And then Sunday night football. I can't I'm not even gonna sing the jingle for this because it's Carson Wentz versus Nick Mullins. And this I I'm sure when they looked at the schedule and said, Oh yeah, Eagles 49ers, Sunday night football, this this might be a great game. Um it's not gonna be a great game. I think the 49ers are going to beat the shit out of these, these Eagles. I'm picking the 49ers as well. Is Mullins playing? Is Garoppolo still out? I'm pretty sure Garoppolo is still out. Yeah. And, if Garoppolo, and if Garoppolo comes back, it's going to be even worse for the Eagles. Yeah. Actually, but, you know what? Nick Mullins was like – I'm pretty sure he was like number two in, or number three in passing yards last week. Without Kittle. Without Kittle. Kittle comes back. So yeah, I think 49ers. I think it's pretty easy. Monday Night Football, you have the 0-3 Atlanta Falcons traveling to not so frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. They're three and zero. This gonna be good. This gonna be a really good fantasy game, I think. So I think that, but something about Monday Night throws me. If this was like a one o'clock game on a Sunday, I feel like this would be like. Mahomes dropped 40 points on a Monday. Yeah, but that's Mahomes. This is Matt Ryan. This is Calvin Ridley. <laughs> and Rodgers, too, isn't playing out of his ass. Yes. Give me the Packers. Um, and I'm picking them Packers. I'm going Packers 31. Dude. Falcons 20. Oh. 20. I have Packers 31, Falcons 24. 20. Really? I I think it's going to be like Packers 38 and Falcons like 27. Uh, Falcons. I hope uh, so. I don't think they're going to put 27 so. points. You don't think the Falcons put up 27 points? Not on the road. If it was, if it was in Atlanta, maybe. Um, Dan Quinn might get fired. 
after this game. Yeah, <laughs> that's I love it. Dude. You gotta think of the, you gotta think of it this way. Atlanta should technically be two and one. They should, and they're not. And they should yeah. have a Super Bowl too. And so who's the fault? Doesn't really show how they are. Yeah, but they all right. yeah, they chose. But I'm saying that that's Dan Quinn's fault. But I don't think they'll be able to get a lead on the Packers, so they'd be playing from behind. So I think they're gonna build to a lead. They can start off with a lead. They'll probably start off three nothing. And the then Packers, nothing <laughs> to talk about either. Can't choke if you're losing the whole time, right? Exactly. And then right the last second, boom, win the game. Yeah, Packers. Uh, the Cowboys that, they, didn't, they didn't lead for one second the whole game. I know that's crazy. <laughs> that's right. Um, that was pigs can pick them, and now we're gonna start up the grill because sizzle latte brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Panacho, are the burgers good? They're good. They're good. Is he frozen again? No, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you with disgust. <laughs> because the line is dur. Dur. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was trying to be right, too. Uh, <laughs> dur. Dur burgers. Dur burgers. Um, Susan. Dur burgers. Dur burger for Herbert. Uh, Herbert should be a sponsor for the burgers. Give us so. Let's get him. Give us his hot take. Oh, you want me um, to redo mine? Yeah, Panacho has one ready to go. So my sizzling hot take, Glenn, was that Latavius Murray is going to outperform Kamara in fantasy this week. Against the Lions? Against the Lions. And I think that's a big part. I think game script. I think I think the Saints are going to have like a Patriots way of how they play the Bengals. They're just going to blow up this team from the get-go. And then by game script, Latavius Murray is going to get – 15-plus touches, and I think Michael Thomas comes back. I think Michael Thomas cuts into the receptions for Kamara, at least for this week, just so – because Breeze is getting on the hot seat, too, because he's being told he can't throw. I think Michael Thomas is going to try to prove otherwise. It's going to be a prove game for the Saints. They're going to be rolling after this week, and the Lions are going to lie in. And that's what I think. Hmm. Not bad, not bad. I am going to go with, as Glenn thinks about his – it's going to be the Cleveland Cowboys game. Mine's in that game. What? My, oh. my take. Is okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield being a top 10 quarterback this week. Against that's Dallas. hot. Baker Mayfield sniffing the top 10. That's pretty hot. Dallas Cowboys not being able to stop. Top five, Susan. Make it better. Top five. That's hot. Baker Mayfield scoring at least 28 points, ending up a top five quarterback against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, they run the ball a lot. But guess what? It's the Cowboys defense. Baker Mayfield's going to have a chance to prove himself as a quarterback. He's going to throw to Odell. Landry's going to take a slant, like 60 yards for a touchdown. And and maybe even Kareem Hunt or Chubb will take a little dump-off pass and then bring it to the house, padding – Baker Mayfield stats. Oh, Mayfield's known for being on the one, faking the handoff and throwing to the tight end. So, he's you know a piece of shit. You know what's sad? He's a shit. The Cowboys' best defensive player hasn't played football in centuries before this year. Fucking Alden Smith leads the league in sacks right now. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I'm sticking with the Cowboys' Cleveland game, but this is more – well, no. I mean, 
you didn't project the win or loss, but you said Baker will go off. I'm going opposite side in the Cowboys. This is going to be the game where America realizes how nasty C.D. Lamb is. I think C.D. Lamb is going to have 150 yards and a pair of TDs. All right. That's hot. hot. He hasn't found the end zone yet, but uh, he might might this week. Twice. Twice. He might. Sizzling Hot Takes brought to you by Der Burgers. Panacho, the burger's good. Der. Der. There it is. Anything, uh, Anything you want to get off your chest before we wrap things up? Yeah, I was told by uh, my black father, your father, nice. to uh, do him right on this podcast. And uh, wow. he still has a good team. That trade wasn't that bad. Do you want to say to the listeners what, what the trade was? So the oh, trade was right. your father, who also shopped around this guy because he, he offered to both you guys and plenty of other guys. He traded he me, did. Mike Davis. And Devontae Parker, and I gave him the up-and-coming Aaron Lazard and 20-plus touch Gaskins. Do you want to reveal a little more context about the Devontae Parker trade and how Devontae Parker has been moved? Okay, so originally the trade was supposed to be something like he wanted Gaskins for McDavis straight up. I kind of said, nah, because I already got McCaffrey, so McDavis is just like a rental for now, whatever. He said he was going to go to the pool and then come back to me later. Then he came back. He said, how about Gaskins and Lazard, and I'll give you Devontae Parker because he doesn't want too many Dolphins on his team. I, I, meant, I meant the part to where you had Devontae Parker at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then traded him to my dad, and now yeah. you have him again. And you traded him Anthony Miller, well, yeah, and he, he dropped him. That's, that's not on me. And you picked him up again. So, yeah. I mean – Well, you traded Chris oh, Carson for Michael Thomas. Yeah, pretty much. And Which Frank saved the, season, saved the season so far. Yeah, he's one and two. I mean, I'm one and two. I wouldn't call it saved yet. But right. after week two – Think of it this way. Shoes is a game behind him. Shoes is a game behind him. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Just one game. So, come on. But this trade I made with your father is just a reverse of what me and Fryer did. So, what me and Fryer did was long-term helped me, short-term helped Fryer. This one, short-term helps me, long-term helps your father. Because after, like, what, another two weeks, Mike Davis is worth nothing. At least Gaskins, he's like a flex. He's an RB3. Yeah. I don't hate the trade. It's just funny from, from Glenn's dad's perspective, dropping 101 of his free and, and agent that, budget for part one week. If that's you, the part of it. Yeah, I don't Panacho. know. Why, I didn't tell him to spend $100. Oh, I know. Like, I, know I know that. I, I know that. I know that. I'm not I know blaming that. you. But this, this is where I'm coming from, okay? Sure. He has Mike Davis. He spent half of his fab money. 101. That's why we call him Mikey 101 around these parts. $101 on Mike Davis to use him for one week in a loss against Brandon Gomes. I have no problem with him trading it to you because obviously you have Christian McCaffrey that's his handcuff. But I would have ridden out Mike Davis for the five weeks that he's guaranteed as a starter, as a flex, as even a low-end RB2 right now, and then worked out a deal with you after that. Obviously, the turnaround, you, you probably would have given up less because he would have been useless after that. Obviously, I, would, I would never give up Gaskins. If, right. 
McCaffrey's a week. But the thing or two is, away. it's like it's Gaskins. He's on Miami. So what? Gaskins. So well, so what? He's getting his touches. He last had game, one game. He, last year, no. One game. Against Jacksonville. He's averaging like 12 points a game. Oh, no, man. We'll see if it lasts. That's, that's really the key. Is, is that really the drop-off from Devontae Parker, who was a set-and-forget-it wide receiver, too, when he's healthy? I have no problem trading Miles, Mike Davis for Gaskins. Yeah. The fact that he's giving up Devontae Parker is wide receiver, too. But I wouldn't have done Gaskins for Mike Davis straight up. I know, but I'm saying he gave up too much with Parker. He could have given you Mike Davis, so that way you have a viable flex option RB2 while McCaffrey's out, and then you just plug but in McCaffrey. Glenn, don't you know that Lazard has put up 28 points? Oh, He's going to do that every God. week. I forgot. Alan Lazard, yeah. He's the Susan, super. Susan, who would you rather have right now for the rest of the season, A.J. Green or Aaron Lazard? Um, well... <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because Adams wasn't there. When Adams is there, we've seen both MVS and Lazard have their games, but they're not consistent. AJ Green, I'm still hopeful that something will work out. <laughs> I'm happen. still hopeful. I have to be. It's he only been three weeks. Every single game, he's like, he's he's, he's like, older. He's older, and he's not a year off. So if you're I, that old as a year off, you need a little bit more time. 22 right. targets, Susan. Two weeks has like three catches. That's not all his fault. Some of it is. All right, back to, like I said about my dad, because I sent him the podcast. He listens to usually every episode. I love my dad. In fantasy, though, I just question his thinking sometimes. And he, he tries to assure me that, you know, it's going to be all right. It's going to be good. And then I'm trying to think of the last time he won anything, and it was before the merger. So the thing is, like, and the thing, like, we talked about his name, it. His name is still in the title. I, I get that. No, no, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm just messing with him. But the thing is, too, like we talked about it earlier. After we made, you made the trade for Michael Thomas, and you could say, yeah, okay, it saved his season based on what happened with Cam Akers and, and you know, Gibson and whatever, and Jordan Howard obviously being the guy he had. So he upgraded his running backs. You know, he had Devontae Parker, which is an upgraded his wide receivers, too. After he made that Michael Thomas trade with you, with Thomas being out, that's fine. And his team looked great on paper. He told me he was going to be Mason Boyd Jr. And I did not believe it for a single second. It lasted four days. (laughs) (laughs) If he won, if he won, he would not have made a trade this week, I think. Yeah. I think you're still wrong. I think you're still wrong. No, I don't think he never makes a trade again. I just say he would have made a trade this week. No, I think win or lose. He would have found a way to make it. He's got an itch. He's got an itch to trade. I know. And the thing is, he's shopping around Mike Davis. You guys, just yeah. He texted me saying, "What would you give me for Mike Davis?" I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "That's not how you start a trade. You don't make me give you an offer." I was like, "I don't know. It may be AJ Green. I'm not really trying to get Mike Davis." And and the thing is, I'm I'm not in the position. I'd rather have your dad up front. Just side note, I'd rather have your dad up front saying, "What what can you give him, Mike Davis?" Than prior playing this game how do you value this guy compared to this guy <laughs> you so, see him as a wide receiver too and the thing what is too like as? we talked about mike davis and how did i fuck you i, I literally <laughs> told him i literally told my dad i said okay i said i said think about it like if you're trying to dish off mike davis right now that's fine i said but you're not gonna get maybe what you think of value for him 
because to everybody else in the league, he's only good for the four weeks that, you know, you have him. Like, it would make, make the most sense to trade him to you, Panacho, because you have McCaffrey to step right in right after he goes. But if you, if you were to trade him like a Jake Aronson or a Mason or whoever, okay, it's a four-week rental. That's fine for that. But they're losing that player that they give away the whole season. You know? And like I said, you did it with Gaskin, but you're getting Devontae Parker. And then you have McCaffrey coming back. So for you, it's like a no-brainer. Why the fuck wouldn't I do that trade? Yeah, but I don't think Devontae Parker really – he's a good player and he's a great flex to put out there. But he just he's not going to play – he's not going to be healthy the rest of the year too, though. He's going to deal with his injuries. I mean, he's, he's dealing with them, but he's playing through them, and he's been fine. He's the number one guy in Miami. I'd rather have – I'd in rather Miami. – You just said it. He, he, fucking Gaskin is in Miami. He's, like, he's about Miami. He, I, I like Devontae Parker with Fitzpatrick. How long do you think Fitzpatrick has a job? They're not going to lose because of Fitzpatrick. That's true. But then Fitzpatrick is not going to win them many games. They're going to they're gonna be a 5-11 a and 11 team. There's going to be a time where, like, Fitz, it's not your fault, but we've got to spice up this team, and then they're going to put Tua in. And they put Tua what in. The hell, what, the hell is he, what the hell is he going to look like with Tua? No one knows. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, a short left-handed quarterback that just broke his hip, sorry that I'm not a believer in the guy. <laughs> like, you just throw it up to Devontae, and he comes down with it. Yeah, but it's a different spiral. Even even Jerry Rice said it. Getting ball thrown to you from a left-handed to a right-handed is totally different. Jerry Rice yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> they have all the CTE. Uh, Mason is not here. Hopefully, he's here next week. He didn't even join in on the email. He basically just said, fuck you guys. The Giants yeah. lost. I lost by point zero eight. I'm destined for another toilet bowl trophy, so that's that. Mason, I don't – I give him credit. I would have quit playing fantasy a long time ago. It's just like what happened last week. What happens when he has guys and they 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 get hurt and they suck and they go somewhere else and he doesn't draft them. They're nasty and then winning two <laughs> toilet bowls. What happened to him last year? He was two and one and then he ended up winning the toilet bowl because all the guys got hurt. It's just like it's tough. It's yeah, tough. it's tough to be Mason. Like I we hate said to. Before, we've said this before, Glenn. When he's busting out that switch. Halfway through one o'clock games. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know it's a bad. Set. He almost left because he Tyler Lockett was butt fucking him. Oh yeah, he actually he tried to leave. To leave. Yeah, his parents, parents had to convince him to stay. You and need then to he stayed, and Michael Gallup kept him <laughs> in it. After all the slander, I got directed my way for Michael Gallup. Like it's my fault. Michael Gallup ain't doing shit because I'm. <laughs> it's the also Cowboys your fault fan. that the defense was letting Tyler Lockett right, do his thing. Right. But oh, if it was Metcalf, man, the Cowboys it defense fine. sucks. Yeah, Mason, I'm calling all the fucking plays for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, I mean, God. it's Mason. We'll see it's him next Mason. week. But uh, Giants, they didn't win. Well, Susan won. Susan sees him every other week. That's true. Susan sees him every other week. So we'll see you next week. My, at least, my at least, season? Uh, no, on Sundays. We, we'll see oh, you on the oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, up to you. Susan, chances that you're going to go on four. Um, I'm pretty sure I have Fryer this week, so <laughs> so uh, they're pretty good. My, uh, I'm looking for a trade this week, by the way, for all you listeners. Mason, uh, Mason, Jesus, I'm, uh, you're Susan. you're 0-3. I'm starting to call you Mason. Um, I'm starting to see the same street signs that Susan, you, Mason. You don't, you don't every year. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in the wrong area. I don't like this, and uh, and I can't how much I can do about it either. Um, I'll, I'll be rooting for you this week, though. And honestly. guess what? Well, thank you, but I've, I have Craig the next week. Oh, jeez. But Russell Wilson's on by. Wow. And I think uh, one of his running backs, Josh Jacobs and Mostert's on by too, I think. So that's going to make that – That's his whole team. Thing. 
Some, something like that. At least Russell Wilson's on bye, though. So, I don't know. I've been 0-2 before. I don't remember being 0-3. And uh, never like never with my team looking like this either. So, we'll see. We'll see. Seriously, I'll tell you what, man. The way your team's looking right now, and it's early. It's only week three. You've got a lot of injuries. If you can somehow construct a team to push for a playoff run, I will. I my respect will gain for you. You know, you put them up the tiers in the league. Uh, I, I, I might not go that far because you'd have to make it past the first round. But if he even makes it a playoff, yeah. like I said, with the team that you got now, I, I, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for all of us. There's a, there's a, my dad was saying there's a logjam at one and two right now between me, him, Mason, and that's it. But Gomes, Panacho, getting in. No, like just all of us at one and two and you know, these matchups happening back and forth. The division matchups at the beginning of the season are key, and then they come back towards oh. the end of the year. So it, oh, the last three weeks of the season, I got Sousa, Mason, my dad. Ah, I can't wait. Now, I don't have a divisional game until week 11, then I have Sousa week, uh, last week of the year. 13. Last game of the year. And you play me with McCaffrey on by. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, oh, I, well, I, I avoided the uh, – I avoided the uh, McCaffrey-Thomas – so I'm, I'm I'm glad I have to see that rest of the year. Yeah, week one was was uh, for me. That's a big difference. I only lost by like four points, and there were like I was talking about in that podcast. There was a lot of ways I could have got those four points, and uh, and it was against a division rival in Mason. So one and two, nothing, a lot different than zero and three. Nothing worse than losing a game when you guys when you have got, like a guy go off like Aaron Jones getting you forty. Because last week in the Plus twelve man, I 20. lost. I I I'm zero three in the league, and I have Kamara and Patrick Mahomes. Oh man! Like, how the fuck am I losing? <laughs> you know why I'm losing? I didn't draft Calvin Ridley. That's ah, that that's the that's the one right there. Oh man! All right, Panache, thanks for being on. Yeah, and, thanks. Uh, thanks for letting me kick your ass last week. Yeah, you needed it. The rivalry, the rivalry was losing its spice for me kicking your ass last we, week. What we need, Panache, we need another playoff game. We need another playoff game. I, I, I might might be this year. I don't know. Still a long way to go. Um, yeah, but man, I, I I still can't stand Jake the most. I tell you that I can't stand. Him. What if yeah. he like doesn't make the playoffs this year? If Jake doesn't make the playoffs this year, I still can't stand him a little bit more. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right, right now, worst case scenario is I told you this before. It's Jake against Craig in, in the championship. Oh man. That's yeah, you don't watch football that week. That, Craig, is that, not, Craig is not likable. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And the thing is, too, if he wins the championship again, these first oh years, after, after I guaranteed him that he will never win again, I, I, I might have to change my name, James Towns. Do this because yeah. I don't, But Jake getting three would be, oh, my God. I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably just kill myself and then, <laughs> and then that's leave that. a note, a suicide note. Yeah. Just say so about know. fantasy. All right. All right, guys. All right. All right. Well, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, guys, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs>